Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide with your host, Mariana Cooper, founder of AHA Moments International and ahamomentsworld.com. Tune in for the next hour and learn to trust your AHA Moments to lead the way to live a passionate and purposeful life. And now here's your host, Mari. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightenment living worldwide. I'm Mari, and happy Tuesday. I can't believe we are already going deeply into the holiday season, and I'm excited about that, actually. Um, I hope you guys in the U.S. had um, a great Thanksgiving. I know we have people who listen to this show from around the world, so many of you do not celebrate Thanksgiving, but for those of you who did, I hope that you had a good time and that you had a nice, blessed, and happy holiday. Um, We took some time off. Sam was in Europe. I saw his pictures yesterday and very jealous. I don't think he went, I think he went to like every country in Europe in like two weeks, Sam. It's ridiculous how many places he went. And so we have to, I have to do that. I have to get myself over there. I haven't been in a long time. So I'm glad Sam is back and we're back on the air and we have a lot going on. So today we are going to be talking about prayer. And um, we, the word prayer is an interesting word because people usually associate it with some sort of religious practice, and that makes sense. But, you know, we, we're kind of praying all day. Prayer is really another word for intention, right, setting intention, and basically asking, asking for something from someplace beyond uh, what we normally can, you know, sort of work out in our own mental mind, our own conscious waking state. And so today I wanted to get some get some organization around this topic because I think that people are going in all kinds of directions. Everybody, um, you know, in my book, The AHA Factor, I talk about, uh, you know, there's like 300 different ways to pray. You know, we, there, there's, there's all kinds of prayer, all sorts of religions, and we're all pretty much going to ask for something. Um, but, you know... What about answered prayer? You know, is there a is there a system? If there was like so many ways to ask that were created, wouldn't there makes wouldn't it make sense that we have an equally robust way of getting the answers? Is there a system for getting the answers? And so today is going to be our first show, sort of gearing up towards um, that that stuff, the aha factor of content. But today I want to really just focus on the actual process of prayer. Um, because there there are four actually different types of prayer, four categories, and then there's a fifth category that people don't know so much about, and what they do know, they get confused. So we're going to sort of decide, we're going to demystify that and get you organized so that you, when you are praying and what or asking in whatever way you're doing it, you can find which of these styles you are actually practicing, and then add in the fifth style. Because this fifth style that I'm going to be talking about in a little, little bit is going to change everything. I know it's changed everything for me, and it's super, super powerful, and it's much more efficient, very, very quick. Um, 
based on a few things. I'm going to, you know, just put a little disclaimer. Based on a few things, and uh, and we're going to get into that today. So um, before we do that, I want to let you know I'm going to be taking your questions a little bit later in the show. So if you would like to ask a question today, uh, you can call in at three four seven two one five nine four eight five. That's three four seven two one five nine four eight five. And I just want to say I know that when we're off the air, you know, we we have a um a board where we can see all the numbers of everybody who's listening and, you know, how you guys are calling in and all that kind of stuff. And I cannot believe how many of you actually come and listen even when we're not on the air. You know, like if we're if we're off for a couple of weeks, I just want to say thank you and how grateful I am for that. That is just it really warms my heart that the show has gone, you know, we've been on the air for about four years and we've had hundreds of thousands of listens and on our downloads and things and, and it's really, really exciting to me to see that even if Sam and I are not online <laughs> that, that week, the numbers are still like like we were there anyway and, and that's really, really exciting. So thank you so much for that. I really appreciate all of you and, and I'm grateful. And thank you for your emails. I've been getting a lot of emails lately about the new website and about um about the show and people listening to, you know, multiple podcasts at a time. So I'm excited about that. Thank you so much. And also in January, you're going to be able to listen to the show right on our website at the theahaway.com. So it's T-H-E-A-H-A-W-A-Y.com. And, uh, and Sam and I are actually going to be starting an Internet TV show. Um, so we're going to be probably launching that sometime this month in December. We're going to do kind of like a little test show, you know, just so we can learn, figure out the technology and I'll figure out, you know, how to keep my cats out of the out of the room when I'm shooting and all that kind of stuff. But you're going to be able to watch that on our site as well. And uh, and we have and I have a YouTube channel that's going to be coming up and all kinds of new new programs and whatnot. And um, so I'm excited about that. So the way that you'll get to know about all of those new things coming up is to make sure that you are on um, that you signed up on our website for notifications and for our for my uh, top 100 book list. So you can do that at theahaway.com. It's the first um, strip of content there on that on the site. And make sure you're on that list, and then you'll hear all of the announcements. You'll get emails about um, you know what's coming up and and what's going on. Um, one other thing I will say is that over the weekend we did a sale on readings. Now I know I've been threatening to for <laughs> you know all season long that the prices are going to be right sized, you know, and I'm uh, moving on up here. So January 15th, those prices are going up to regular, you know, to my new rates. And um, if you would like to, I'm, I ended the sale yesterday, but it hit me that since we're on the show and we were off the air for two weeks, so a lot of you are listening to the show and you may not have gotten those emails. So we're going to extend it one more day. So tonight, um, and if you'd like to get one of the readings at the 2015 rate, and that was actually 15% off at like $119 for a reading um, based, compared to like 247 where they're going up to, uh, you might want to jump on the website at theahaway.com and click on the readings tab. And if you click on the, the register now button on there, you'll see it will reflect the sale price. Okay, so you'll see the regular price listed there, but it will reflect the sale price. And we have a few spots left for, um, I think, December, and we have, I put some spots in for January. We're already booking into January um, just for that sale. And then as of tomorrow, I'm going to just 
you know, end it all together. But I just it just hit me this morning. I was like, you know, I should probably just let it go until we do the show tonight so people who hadn't heard about it can grab um, an appointment. And those are going to be 2016 um, Outlook readings for both Angels readings and Akashic Record readings. So if you can, you know, you can let me know which one you want to do. Um, the price will be the same for, for both of them. All right. So um, I think that's it for now as far as our announcements. And let's talk about prayer because this is, I love this topic actually. I think it's just it's just so powerful. And, you know, if you can get your handle around this, your your arms around this, you're really going to go go far. Um, I was talking to someone, one of my clients the other day, um, when I was doing my private mentorship sessions, and, it, and she was very focused on the physical world, you know, just physical, like getting things done, as we all do. I mean, it's busy, we're busy, right? There's so many tasks and so many tactics and so many relationships we're dealing with and all that kind of stuff. And I said, you know, if you don't incorporate some sort of systematic type of energy work, prayer work, intention work, you know, manifesting work, you are making a choice to live your life the slowest possible way. So we have this huge energetic grid that is, you know, infinite. We're all a part of it. Everything you want is on it. There's no such thing as time, so there's no timing. It's all parallel. Everything's running concurrently. That's a whole other show. And, you know, that grid has been upgraded and upgraded and upgraded and upgraded and upgraded. And our bodies have been upgraded along with it. Our DNA structures have shifted, all kinds of things. That are, you know, and again, that's fodder for another show. But, <laughs> excuse me, when you have all that going on, you have the opportunity to live what I call much more energetically efficient, okay? So if you don't raise your skill level and your focus, you operate in the old way on the new grid, you get kind of, you know, for lack of a better phrase, run over (laughs) by everything that's going on. So it's so important to be a continuous learner to be a continuous, you know, to continuously upgrade your energy, okay, to upgrade your skills, to upgrade your focus, to stay in alignment with the grid, with the grid as it as it upgrades, because it's going one way or the other, you know, and either you're going to be tumbling like a tumbleweed through it because you're not paying attention and trying to live your old way in this new energy, or you're going to get like on the superhighway and you're going to be flying along with the current, right? So, you know, if you choose to ignore all this stuff and just try to strong arm your world with your mental mind and trying to figure things out through logic and, you know, kind of throwing yourself under the bus and giving up on yourself and, you know, haphazardly saying a little prayer here and a little prayer there or, you know, begging for favor or whatever, you're you're living really, really efficient, like the covered wagon and the donkey or the oxen, not even the horses, okay, the covered wagon and the oxen compared to, like, the Lamborghini on the on the, uh, on the the Audubon or even more so now, even more so, faster than the Lamborghini. You know, the if you, I don't know, I'm dating myself, but if you've ever seen that the cartoon, the Jetsons, where they were, like, flying around in flying machines, like that, okay? That's where we're at with the energy. And so this work that we talk about tonight, and as you 
you'll see we're going to kind of start shifting our show a little differently. We're going to start talking more thematically, right? So we're going to take a topic and talk about it, you know, a little bit more in depth uh, for a few weeks instead of just one thing here and one thing there. If you are approaching your spiritual studies, okay, or your consciousness studies or consciousness education, tab here and a little tab there, and just, you know, treating it like you would Sunday go to meeting, you know, okay, go to church for an hour on Sunday, and that's supposed to cover me for the entire week, and there's no maintenance at all whatsoever in between, you're back with the oxen in the covered wagon. You're, I can guarantee you, you're not getting the results that you're looking for because you're not being consistent. It's like diet and exercise, okay? So there's an energetic approach to all of this that's really, uh, really, really important. And that's that's what we're talking about today. All right, so all of that being said, let's talk about the four types of prayer. So whether you were, you know, I was raised Catholic. And, um, and I mean, I went to all Catholic schools until I was, 17. Um, And so there was a lot of, you know, influence on prayer and and, and not just influence, but emphasis on prayer and emphasis on ritual and emphasis on obedience and emphasis on hierarchy of who's in charge and emphasis on who could get to God, who couldn't, and why you could and why you couldn't and all these different things. And um, and so, you know, I was a rebellious little kid, and I would, you know, I would start laughing in church because sometimes the priest would say things, and it would absolutely like just in in my gut not make any sense whatsoever, and I would start to laugh, and I mean, I got kicked out of a few assemblies. You're probably saying too much here, but I got kicked out because I would have these laugh attacks, and my friends would get, you know, get get all excited, and they said, "Mari's laughing," and then, you know, probably pretty much shut the mask down, so I would be escorted out. But in any event, um, I actually there's there's something about going to the dwelling of a church because everybody goes in there with the intention of getting some answers, right? Think about it. And when you put all of that energy, that concentrated energy for, you know, decades, you can go in there without the mass, which is sometimes what I do, and just sit and just be in the energy and amplify yourself. Now, your church might be the beach. Your church might be the the mountains. Your church might be your dining room or your car, you know. Um, Many a prayer said in a car, (laughs) you know, and... Just being in that space and being in that um, that expanded energy amplifies it amplifies your intention. Okay, now that's you know kind of how where I was raised, but other people have been raised with mosques and temples and you know, or, or in the Christian church or the, the Protestant church, the Mormon churches, the Lutheran churches, you know, there's the, the, the Hindus and everybody has, and there, there's lots of indigenous, their own, you know, religious practices, but everybody seems to, um, most people, you know, I know there's the atheists out there as well, but most people have had some semblance of exposure to how to ask. So here's four the four categories of prayer. And I want you to see where you fit in. So the first layer is casual prayer. 
where you are like, oh, God, please let me get a parking space. I'm late, and I don't want to miss the train. You know, dear God, I got this bill to pay. They're about to cut something off, and I, I really need you to, you know, work with me here, you know, casual prayer. All right? Most of us do that. And and there's but there's no, like, it's kind of like a a there's no intention underneath it. You know, there's, it's kind of like this haphazard kind of in the moment, um, get something done on a physical, in a physical way, get a parking space, get, get off the checkout line. Oh God, let this stupid person in front of me who's holding up the entire grocery line and I have to go pick up my kids from daycare, let them move forward and let them just find their money or get the price and let's get out of here, you know, that kind of thing. So that's casual prayer. The second type of prayer is ritualistic. Okay, so ritualistic is the Catholic Church or, or your, your 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 organized religious religions. You know, Joel Osteen, this is my Bible, I am what it says I am, I have what it says I have, I can do what it says I can do. You know, that type of thing. Our Father who art in heaven, hail Mary, full of grace. That's your ritualistic prayer. There's, you know, the genuflecting, there's, there's the kneeling and the standing and the, the bowing and, the you know, all those types of things. That's ritualistic prayer. And many, many times, not saying all the time, but what I've heard in modern times, because of course those all are steeped in history, right? They've, they've been developed over thousands of years. And you have a certain um, translation factor that's, that's impacted all of them. So that as they, those religions are passed down, you know, across down the down uh, the line, things have shifted, things have changed, points of power have shifted, um, interpretations have shifted. Right? You might have one pastor or one rabbi interpreting the Torah or interpreting the Bible one way, and then you have another pastor or rabbi interpre- interpreting you know, or minister or whatever, interpreting that the, uh, some other way. And that congregation, because they've assigned authority to that particular religious figure, religious leader, kind of rolls with that pro- point of view, right? Um, so that ritualistic prayer is is steeped in obedience and in many cases perfectionism. So... You also then, when you have that, you have a, a very high right-wrong factor. There's a very high level of righteousness and there's a very high level of judgment. And so when you have that there, it's oftentimes, I'm not saying always, because, you know, you go into a Pentecostal church and I don't care what kind of ritual they, those people are having, they are falling out, they're they're feeling something, you know. And, and, and if you have a very charismatic leader, um, and there are certainly wonderful charismatic leaders of ritualistic, you know, prayer out there. Uh, I happen to love Joel Osteen, you know. He's, he he hits the spot, you know, in certain circumstances. He's right on the net, right nail on the head. He really does. He's, he's a cheerleader. He's positive. I think he's one of the best when it comes to the ritualized, you know, prayer. I've been with certain priests who, like, you walk out of there and you're shaking, like, I'm doomed. There's going to be a light bulb that's going to hit me, like, right now between the eyes and I'm, 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 I'm like, done. I'm fried, you know. I'm, you know. And so you have those two, right? 
But the ritualistic prayer is something that many of us are very, very familiar with. And what I've seen over my years in, in this business is many ha- walk away from because of the judgment, because of the feeling like there's a disconnect. And why is there a disconnect? Because not only do we see God as outside of ourselves, but we also, so there's that separation, but we also see there's a middleman or two or three or four, bishops and priests and monks and whatever else you got, and popes and all that stuff, in between you and this God. And then you're also told how, you know, I am not worthy, but only say the word and I shall be healed kind of thing. So you're already, pre, you know, you're literally together with a whole group full of intention saying I'm not worthy of any of this because I'm, a, you know, sinned in whatever. So for you to actually receive answers about modern day issues, like the pain you're feeling over a relationship, the guy in the text you or he disappears or whatever, you know, oh, you know, what do I do with that? Or you have money issues or you're trying to figure out how to get through your midterms or your your final exams or you're worried about your, you know, baby or whatever. Most people feel like when you're doing ritualistic prayer, you have to do it for the big stuff. Cancer, you know, house burning down, war, you know, world peace, all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to me and my unworthy self and my lowly life and my basic day-to-day stuff, I, you know, who am I to ask? I'll just figure it out on my own. So that just creates that, that divide. People have, especially because our lives now, maybe in the old days, old days, back in history, life was a bit simpler, but a little bit more black and white. You know, the dark ages, you know, you do something wrong off with your head, you do something right, okay, fine, you know, here's the bolt. <clears throat> Excuse me, when these things were developed, they fit a little bit better. But now in the world of constant bombardment, of the internet, of life in general, of smartphones, you know how much more, if you think about it, how much more are you exposed to on a daily basis? If you're, I'm on Facebook a lot. I happen to like it because I'm pretty social, but the amount of atrocity that I'm exposed to on a daily basis without even turning on the news, you know, is astounding because, you know, when you have, I have three Facebook pages and we've got like thousands and thousands of people on these things. And so the feed that I see in my feed is way more than most of, you know, people who are my friends or whatever. Um, The amount of atrocity that I see on a daily basis, and if you're looking at that in the middle of the night, you know, you wake up, you're checking your phone, you're checking your emails, or you look at that, you see, um, you know, you're scrolling through. Remember, when you're scrolling through on any kind of social media, Instagram, Pinterest, any of these things, you are in a trance-like state. And so you're, you're absorbing so much more than you know. Not just the electromagnetic rays and the, what do they call it, the brown glare and the who knows what. I'm talking about just content-wise, you're absorbing so much. So the point is that your need for that sense of connection to your higher self to your God, the God of your understanding is so much higher because you're exposed to so much more. When it was just newspapers, you might hear about the bombing in Tel Aviv or the tsunami in Sri Lanka or whatever, but you weren't getting the level, intensity of exposure. And then on top of that, you have all the animal activists and you have all the, you know, the the, the slaughter videos and then you got the the, the you know, the people being beheaded in Iran, all these different places. And you're seeing all this, boom, 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 boom. 
if you don't have some kind of structure for connection that you can rely on, life gets really stressful. So even if you're pretty well versed in finding some, you know, relief with ritualistic prayer, some of these other types of prayer will help you in modern day life to metabolize all that you're and filter and and connect, stay connected and to feel safe. It's very easy to feel unsafe when you're getting that level of exposure. Okay, so that was ritualistic prayer. So we've talked about casual prayer, we've talked about ritualistic prayer. Now, let's talk about petitioning prayer. So petitioning prayer is, I think we're evolved up out of the conversation I was just talking about, out of the ritualized prayer. Because when people were feeling like, okay, I'm saying these prayers and I'm just saying it and I have no feeling and no connection and there's no like, you know, how do I how do I get more control in my world? How do I stop this like bad luck, I'm putting that in air quotes, streak from happening? You know, how do I how do I stop that? How do I like it's like this happened and then this happened and then this happened? Like how do I stop that? So we kind of reach into the spirituality realms, right? We reach into people like Reverend Michael Beckwith or, you know, the guys from The Secret or um, Catherine Ponder or Joseph Murphy or any of these, you know, the kind of like our new thought leaders. And what you'll hear from them is more of a petitioning type of prayer where you say, I will not allow, you know, I like the no prayer, like uh, nothing will come between me and my desires. I, I declare and I claim that, you know, I am at peace, that I am prospered, that I am abundant, that I am, you know, all these things. That's a petitioning prayer. You know, you're saying these affirmations. You're you're saying, um, you know, you're petitioning the energy. You're conjuring the, the even the, the, the Wiccan religions, like the earth-based religions, um, where you're saying a uh, some sort of incantation or, you know, sort of ritual, but, um, you know, a spell, recipe, that kind of thing. It's a petitioning prayer. You're, you're conjuring, you're petitioning the powers and the energies to work with you in a certain way, to provide you with a certain thing, to heal you, you know. To And you can have yes prayers and no prayers. I allow this and I banish this. You know, this will not come before me and this type of thing, okay? That's petitioning prayer. And when you step from the more organized religions into the spirituality realm, People get very excited when I when I see clients coming in there in their awakening phase. There, there's three things they're usually walking away from. They're usually walking away from corporate life, like nine to five jobs. Okay, they're also walking away from ritualized religion, like you know organized religion in some way, shape, or form. And then they're often walking away from something in their life that no longer serves them, like you know getting a relationship, maybe they're going through some sort of, you know, issue or whatever, but they're in some sort of releasing of, you know, an old way of being, so poor health or, you know, this kind of relationship. But that walking away from a nine-to-five job type of situation or walking away from, you know, more ritualized version of prayer is usually where people are at when they start to seek the spiritual stuff. And they go to someone like Doreen Virtue, who's like the perfect bridge, going from ritualized prayer to to spirituality because she's very Christian, so she kind of melds the two together so people don't feel, like, traumatized by the idea of leaving what they've been taught was, you know, that they should never leave. And Doreen 
is a great like springboard. You know, like the, when the gymnasts do the vault and they punch off that board and hit the vault. That's with Doreen. She's awesome with that. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And if you're in that space, that's who you need to study with. It's awesome. And then and then you get through that and you say, okay, I, I think there's, I need more. You know, because what happens when you get into that whole awakening phase is not only do you start to get some beginner's luck, oh, you're finding the parking spaces and, oh, you're talking to the angels and all that. You start to say, I want more. I want a better job. I want tons of money. I want to feel like I have control of my life. I want to lose weight. I want to, you know, have the husband or the wife of my dreams. I, I just want to be in the perfect relationship. And you start to ask for more. And then guess what happens? You're commanding that universal energy to give you more. But what happens is it has to break down all the things that were there before it. So usually after the beginner luck phase, all holy hell breaks loose in people's lives because they've been, they don't realize they've been asking so much and they've been studying all this stuff and they've been playing and this and that, you know, and they're all excited and they're spinning and spinning and stirring and stirring the pot and the universe is like, okay, we're really excited. We're going to get her on the Autobahn. We're going to speed her up. We're going to take her out of being in the covered wagon. We're going to put her in the, you know, the flying machine and boom, and their life starts to go, you know, and then they come to me for a reading and say, What's happening? Why is this happening to me? I thought if I just followed this, 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 and this, that it would work for me. Mm. Uh, Welcome to the world of of spiritual awareness. Welcome to the world of energetic evolution, you know. So, and that doesn't necessarily stop. You go through spirals and cycles to get more advanced, and then the, the, um, the lessons get more refined and advanced as well. But, so we talked about Casual, we've talked about ritualistic, and we talked about petitioning prayer. This is meditation. So now that we've asked for all of this stuff, and we've petitioned, and we're going to be abundant, and we're going to get the millions, and the husband, and we've, you know, you know, and every so often for good measure, we go and say the Our Father and sit in the church and light a candle, and then, you know, and we're still saying, oh, God, please get me the parking space. Oh, God, get me to today. How? Why is this? God, why is this happening to me? We get all that going on and that chaos, guess what we start to turn to? Then we start to seek the, the meditation, the meditative prayer. Okay, so meditative prayer is we just want silence. We're just going to sit. Like, I've just had it. I can't. I'm in a straitjacket. My face is a straitjacket. I'm just, like, trying to pull this. And, it's, you know, I, I try to move my left arm and it flips me over. So I try to lose my right arm and it flips me over. And then I flip over in front of me and back, backwards and all that. Right? So we just go, okay, that's it. Stillness. That's all I want is stillness. And we get into the meditative practices. So it might be yoga, it might be, you know, guided meditations or whatever, but we go into this, what's the fourth type of prayer, which is meditation. Usually, you know, some people really get it and they sink into it and it's like, oh, okay, well, okay, I'm getting clarity, I'm getting this, I'm getting that. With our complicated lives, though, a lot of people really have a rough time with that. You know, that sitting still and then not really knowing what to do with what you get and having to go through all, like, the clouds passing by as you're sort of sitting there and trying to receive and be and all those things. So, but that's the meditational type of prayer. Very, very powerful, as are all of these, if you're open to receive from them, right? If you're open to listen for the answers and if you know how to interpret the answers coming your way, which is a whole other show. So those are our four types, casual, ritualistic, petitioning, meditation. And now there's a fifth type of prayer. And this is actually the most efficient, 
the easiest and, um, uh, well, I'm not going to say easy. I'm going to say simple, simplest, okay? And has is, is, is efficient. And it also takes the energetic grid that we have now and it literally uses and leans into every bit of power that it has so that we start to now finally have we have this really advanced signal like cell phone tower, super advanced, and we actually, when we use this fifth type of prayer, have the smartphone that goes along with it. We're not trying to use a rotary dial with fiber optics, right? When we use this, this fifth type of prayer, this is the prayer that goes with where the energy is now the best. Okay? Not saying stop all your other stuff. This one is built for the energetic grid that we're in. And this fifth type of prayer is also has also been around for eons, but was less of a focus because the grid wasn't up to speed yet to really maximize it for the masses. So there's plenty of elders and things that have been doing this forever, the Native Americans and whatnot. But for the masses, which is now this is really being introduced, and I'm seeing the velocity of it. I'm seeing it. I'm hearing about it from many, many different sources. And I employed it myself, and boy, this just knocks it out of the park. So this fifth type of prayer is called feeling-based prayer. Okay, it has all kinds of, you know, pet names. But the core of it is feeling-based prayer. And the way that you do this is, the, 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 the backbone to this is you eliminate the middleman. Okay, so now we take out the priests, the rabbis, ministers, the, you know, and all the... the, the, the those those beings, those humans that we, in our other forms of prayer, thought we might have to go through, our gurus and, and all that. And we now recognize the God within us. We now recognize our own divinity that's built into us. And then we not only recognize that, but we employ it. We co-create with it. I'm sure you've heard the word co-create, okay, because that's been thrown around for quite some time. But a lot of times we think we're co-creating with the outer this and that. It's co-creating with the internal God within you. That's where people get confused, even with this type of prayer, okay? And so feeling-based prayer, when you assume that you are already where it is you want to be. And this is not acting as if, okay? This is recognizing two things, three things, okay? The first thing you're recognizing with feeling-based prayer is, one, God is within you, so you are communing with that aspect of yourself. You have, two, eliminated the middleman, so you're not trying to, you know, get a blessing from a priest kind of thing, Okay? Three, you are recognizing that there is no time and that you are working, you're choosing to be in a state, in a parallel square, you are already in 
the you've already received what you're asking for. So you're not pretending. You're not affirming. You're not asking for something. You are taking on the energy of being it already. So I saw um, one of the best stories I've heard um, that illustrates this is I was listening to um, Greg Braden, and he's phenomenal with this. And he spoke to this Native American friend of his, and he said, you know, there was a huge drought. I think it was in New Mexico, a huge drought. And this drought was just record-breaking. And the Native American um, said to to Greg, you know, do you want to go walk with me so I can call in the rain? So he, you know, pray for rain. And so they walked miles and miles and miles and got to this kind of medicine wheel, which was like this stone circle of stones that had been there like forever. And the the Native American, he said, so Greg was all set, ready to learn that this this prayer that was going to get the rain to come, you know, and he's like waiting for like, you know, the ritual, the petition, the, you know, that, that, that meditative thing, you know, he's waiting for one of those four types of prayer. And the guy stood in the circle, he acknowledged the four directions, you know, north, south, east, west, and he acknowledged the ancestors, and then he was there for about 30 seconds, and then he was like, okay, let's go get something to eat. And Greg's like, whoa, 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 wait. I got my notebook. You know, I'm ready. Like, like you know, it's like, where, where's, where's the thing? Like, what? thought we are going to do, like, this prayer for the rain, you know? Like, he was expecting, like, dance to sing and whatever. He's like, I already did it. He's like, what do you already mean? He says, well, you're not praying for something because when you pray for something, you're commanding the universe that it's not already there. He says, what I did was I just became the energy and the feeling of me experiencing rain. You know, he literally could smell what it smells like when it rains. He took on he he took on the sense of, you know, feeling the wetness on his skin and just being in the rain. And then Greg said, you know, they so Greg was like, huh, that makes sense. Okay. And he, so they went off to get something to eat. And like within the next day or two, there was like record-breaking rain. And and so that was like kind of Greg's beginning of feeling-based based prayer, seeing that. And, I, you know, I've actually done that here in California last summer. I did something like that and it rained the next day. And my friends were like, whoa, what did you do? And it wasn't that I was praying for rain or anything. I literally did that. I just felt the rain. I said, and I just perceived what it would smell like with, you know, the rain hitting all the flowers and the trees and, you know, and, and just the, the, the humidity rising because here in San Diego there's not a lot of humidity. And the, and the next day we had, like, like seriously, like somebody got killed with <laughs> lightning in the ocean because they were trying to surf in it because, you know, of course, if there's anything going on major, then all the surfers like to go out and get in the water with it. And <laughs> there was, like, mudslides and stuff. But the point was that, you know, it was a feeling-based prayer, okay? So when you're doing this for yourself, it's not acting as if, like going for the test drive of the car, like they said in the secret, and, you know, driving, you know, and touching it, and learning every detail of it. It's how do I feel now that I have it? You know, how do I feel? I feel relieved that I don't have a car that's breaking down all the time. I feel... Um, 
you know, proud. I've got other people telling me what a great, you know, how great I look in the car, uh, that type of thing. It's not, okay, this car will have this kind of leather and that kind of steering wheel and these kinds of tires. I'm not going to, you know, and I'm going to go test drive and I'm just going to visualize it, visualize it. That's not what this is. Okay? So this is feeling-based prayer. Very powerful. Like I said, very simple. Now, what makes it not particularly easy is your history with all the other four types. Okay? And impatience with receiving the outcome. Because a lot of times what we'll do is we'll try this, and I've seen this, and then we start to keep score. Like, oh, wait, I did that feeling-based thing? (laughs) Okay, 20 minutes later, is it here yet? Oh, is it here yet? Oh, did I get a sign? Is it? And that's not... That's not how you do this. What you do is you you go into that space where you're just feeling it, and then you pretend like it didn't happen. You just let it go. And what you're doing is, when you do that, you are literally making an imprint. Like if you took, you know, if if you have kids, you know how kids have plaster of Paris, and they put their hand in the plaster of Paris, and there's that imprint of the hand or their foot, that's literally what you're doing to the energetic grid. You are, when you do this type of prayer, you literally do a plaster Paris mold onto the grid and it then reflects back to you as the same thing that you have impressed upon it. Now, this works if you impress upon it worry, anxiety. You're doing this type of prayer all day long already. All day long. But what you don't realize is that when you're in that state of worry, anxiety, spin out, blah, 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 you're leaving that plaster of Paris of chaos, right? But because you have so much feeling attached to it, it amplifies it and it brings it up faster. So when things feel like they're spinning out like a domino effect, like boom, 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 it's because it's amplifying it. Your feeling and your expectation of disaster and all of that, a better plan for the worst and hope for the best kind of thing, just don't do that with this grid, okay? Stop it. <laughs> Stop it right away if you want your life to go better, okay? So that's feeling-based prayer. Now, as far as getting the answers to feeling-based prayer, most of the time it's going to show up. You're gonna, it's going to be right there. But a lot of times, if it's a, you know, that takes a longer time. Let's say you're making $40,000 a, a year and now you want to make $200,000 a year, there might be a process to get you to that point. The intuitive work, understanding and trusting and learning how to recognize and becoming fluent in your intuition, is the language that helps you to know what to do next. Should I go this way or this way? And your intuition lets you know that way. So when you do the feeling-based prayer, what goes hand-in-hand, hand, it's companion is intuitive fluency. The two go together. Okay? Like salt and pepper or whatever you want to call it. Whatever your little <laughs> partnery thing is, partnery analogy, they go together. Okay? Super important. If you flip back and forth from mental control freaky Okay, this is that feeling big prayer. Okay, now what do I have to do to make it happen? You will kill it. Because what you do when you do that, when you go into control freak mode after you do these types of prayers, this is for any of these five, okay? 
But in particular, it's really the feeling-based prayer. If you go back into control freak, okay, what do I do to make it happen? What do I do to make it happen? You're literally now in the plaster of Paris of the energetic grid. You're saying, it's not here. I just did a thing saying I'm experiencing it. But when I go and try to make it, I'm like, how am I going to make this happen? It's literally saying, going and revising that first imprint on the plaster of Paris of the energetic grid that you just took time to do. And it's saying, but it's not here. So now with a lot of emotion and control freakiness, you're literally now commanding the grid that it's not here. So what does that do? It delays it. And then what happens? You come on my show and you call me and say, it's not working. You know, you call me on, you, you, you get her signed up for a reading. It's none of it's working for me. I'm tired. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. You know how much I hear that? And it's because you're revving the engines and then slamming the thing back into reverse. And then you're slamming on the gas and you're punching on the brake and you're reversing. Okay, and that's what many of us are doing on the grid. And now, you might be really good at this in some categories of your life where you don't feel particularly vulnerable. And then in other categories of your life, you, you, you can't because you just feel so, you know, strung out. What I suggest is that you take one of the categories where you're not so strung out and you employ this to give yourself confidence. And I would say start small so that you can see it work for you. This works really fast. If you if you get in there, and I'm not saying you have to do this for minutes and minutes and minutes. This is not one of those sit for an hour type of thing. And you can do this two, three minutes and then move on. It's not about the time. It's about the genuine feeling. When you start to get into the real feeling of it, you might be in there for 20 minutes only because it feels so good. Okay. And when you come out of it, you don't want to, like, try to come back, ground yourself. I hear this from a lot of people. Oh, I've got to ground myself. Oh, i got to. I just this big medicine. I've got to ground. I've got to ground. Well, you know what? What you're doing is you're slowing your frequency down. So you're losing the frequency that you were just in. It's not a matter of grounding out, okay? It's a matter of focusing in on where your present moment is when you come up out of that meditation. Okay, and yes, still touch the trees and go walk in the grass and all that kind of cool grounding stuff, but with the intention of grounding into the frequency that you've created. Why do you want to go backwards? All right, I just looked at the time. We've got a bunch of you who have questions. So we're going to switch gears. Where's my water? I have to get a little bit of water. I can't believe I could talk this long without taking a breath. This is what my family is about, but hopefully you got something out of it. Um, all right, we're going to start some questions. Um, would love to have questions in connection with what we've been talking about, but of course, anything is possible here, so you can ask whatever you, well, sort of whatever you want. Um, the number to call in, if you haven't already, is 347-215-9485. Sam will put you in the queue, and we will try to get to as many of these as possible. If you've been waiting online, thank you for your patience, and Please come back near the phone so that if we open a line, you are there and we don't miss you. All right. So first we have um, Suzanne in Long Island. Hi, Suzanne. Yes, hi. Thanks for taking my phone call. Oh, you're um, welcome. Yes, I do believe in prayer. I've been praying. And I'm putting a lot of resumes out, and I have a job interview on Friday. The job I have now is just on my body and, well, forget it. 
Wait, I'm I'm losing you. I can't hear you. No, I said the job I have now is really just not good for me at all. So I'm trying okay. to get something else. Okay. And what's the question? Um, if you see me getting something, and if when? Okay, so it feels like you have a tremendous amount of energy swirling around what you that job that you hate, and you're not really plugging into the true power of where you're going. So use what we no, learned I, tonight. No, I am. I know where that. I go. This job, it's not that I hate just bath my buddy. I'm on a bus all day, and it's not good for my back and stuff. It's no, no, physically. no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, oh. I'm not talking about a physical, the physical aspect of this. I'm talking about the energetic aspect of this. So, you know, will you get another job? Oh, absolutely. Will it be? And I think it feels a little bit closer to February that the, you know, something that you really like comes in. But what I suggest is that you use what we were talking about tonight because that can speed it up. If you're only focused okay. on the physical aspects, that will keep it going pretty slow. So I hope that helped, and we're going to have to jump to the next person. All right, thanks. You're welcome. Have a good night. Okay, so next we have Donna in California. Hi, Donna. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. Yeah, my um, uh, way of prayer is walking on the beach every day in the water for an hour, and then I meditate for 45 minutes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I get a real feeling, a, a feeling that it's wonderful. Um, my question is, I'd like to know if you sense a relationship for me. I would like to get married. I would like to settle down. And so those are my hopes and what I'd like. Um, I think if you are deliberate in your focus, it will come in pretty soon. What I'm getting is April, and oh, it feels oh. like... Um, but you, I would like I said tonight's stuff that you're learning about the feeling based prayer. You're talking about a minute compared to, oh, you know, the two hours or whatever you're doing in your current. You know, you're doing the, you know, the prayer type four, the meditational type of prayer, and the walking meditation type of prayer. Uh-huh. I would add in this feeling based because it'll bring it in faster. Because it will be because what you're doing is you're saying I want this as if it's not there yet, and it may not feel like it's there physically. But energetically, it is there. You wouldn't be asking for it if it wasn't. So if you listen to this again, give this a try because that can bring it in faster. But, yeah, it does feel like you have somebody who's conjuring up close by, and that's why you're starting to feel really antsy about it. So I hope that's helped, and we're going to jump to the next person. But have a great day and enjoy your beach walk. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, take care. Okay, moving on, we now have uh, Kate in Canada. Hi, Kate. That's really interesting. I'm in Florida. Oh, well, that's interesting. Maybe Sam wrote it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe there's a parallel experience taking place in in Canada. He's he's still (laughs) jet-lagged from Europe. All right, That's so fun. tell me, what's your question, Kate? Well, I said to Jeff um, that I wanted to ask about clarity, and much of what you've said, everything that you've said, has been immensely helpful, so I thank you for that. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm glad. 
I am traveling in the next couple of weeks with my 20-year-old daughter. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be visiting with my um, birth family, my biological family. Okay. Um, And that's always been an interesting experience in my life. Um, So anything you can offer in terms of Anything more I can do to um, make that visit to everyone's highest and best good? This is where the feeling-based prayer really comes in. So what you want to do with that is literally just get into you know your quiet space and just project yourself there and feeling whatever it's going to feel like where you feel, um, you know, content and connected and congenial and loving. And you want to just feel that as it would be if it was, in a, you know, the perfect situation for you. That is basically what you're doing is not just imagining it. It might feel like you're imagining it, but what you're doing is you're shifting into the parallel energy of it when it you know because everything's happening simultaneously so that meeting is already taking place so what you're doing is just switching over into the positive aspect of that and connecting with that frequency so once you get there you'll see that you won't have to work hard for that to come to pass because you've already matched the frequency of it if that makes sense i mean that's kind of as, as, as simple as i can make it in a one minute conversation on a radio show um, but it's sure. very, very powerful. So I would listen to this podcast again, and I would really employ it. And like I said, it doesn't have to be, you know, 40-minute walk from the beach. It can be, you know, yeah. a minute, two minutes. But it's not, And it's not so much envisioning as much as it is how will it feel. It's, it's kind of like an emotional imprinting process. Okay. All right? I think it's going to go very well for you, actually. It feels very good. So I'm going to have to jump off to the next person because we're running out of time. Um, But I hope that helps. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for calling in. Okay. Next we have, let me see her. Um, Annette in Los Angeles. Hi, Annette. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm fine. I'm terrific. I am just calling for my, I guess, a first-time listener, and uh, I'm looking forward to putting some of your uh, ideals in practice because um, I probably have been in all four of them, you know, as, as my as my um, practices of, of prayer mm-hmm. and stuff. And so I um, and I've been in like it seems like a trans uh, a transition. Period. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, um, right now, uh, I'm kind of like all over the place. But you know, yes, mm-hmm. I see everything real positive and everything, and sort of, uh, you know, try to feel having the experience, like you said, um, mm-hmm. in my work, in my, um, and in my love life, it's just been a little crazy. So I just kind of like I'm trying to figure out the best way to go right now. <laughs> Okay, so what's the question? I'm trying to figure out um, what can I do to best uh, push myself forward to the next level in my career. 
Okay. So mm-hmm. when you ask that question that way, which is good you did, it, just because it's a great illustration for everyone listening, because I'm sure everybody, you know, you're not the only one with that kind of question. What you're doing is saying, I'm not there yet. So remember we were okay. talking about the plaster of Paris. You know, you're imprinting the energy with, I'm not there yet, I'm not there yet, I'm not there yet, I'm not there yet. And so this is really paradigm shifting because now with this type of, you know, process, mm-hmm. you are going to step into it now before you physically are experiencing it. And you're going to change the frequency and then the physicality comes up and meets it. Okay? okay. So, so I I think that you're going to, I think one of the other things is that you're one of those people that you need to pick a lane because you kind of run from through these different prayer processes depending on what level of panic you're in, <laughs> you know. So it's like, mm. oh, God, I hope this works. Oh, wait, okay, let me do a real prayer so that I make sure that I, all the people that tell me I'm supposed to do real prayers are covered. Okay, now, but that's not going fast enough, so let me go over And I don't even know what I just said because I just said this prayer and I don't even know what it said because I don't feel connected. No, okay, then I'm going to do this affirmation because those people over there said that, okay, wait, I'm so confused, let me just shut up. You're never, ever really connecting to what it is you really want because you're so busy trying to get what you really want. You stay in the process of trying of the getting Instead of stepping into, I am already there, which is the key to receiving. Okay? Mm. So that's, your focus is going to be what gets you to the next level. Because there's many parallel aspects of you that are already at the next level. You would be calling and asking for it if you weren't there already. What your energy is, see, the God within you is already there. And you say, okay, what? I need you to step up. Like, I need you to come over here. And you're saying, okay, I really, and so it, for you, that registers as, I really need to be different in my career. I really need that new career. I really want, that inspiration, that desire is coming from desire. Desire is D-E, and then you put a hyphen, desire. It's of the, God, of the Father. It's of God, desire. It's implanted from the God within you. So that means that when you get that desire, you already It's already available to you. So what you need to do first is take on the energetic frequency of that by doing this feeling-based prayer. How does it feel okay. in that new career? Okay? Do you feel happy? Mm. Do you feel relieved? Do you feel inspired? Do you feel expanded? Do you feel, you know, wealthy because you're making so much more money? Do you feel fulfilled? Do you feel nourished? Yes. What does it feel like to be nourished? How does it feel when you eat a high-protein meal and your blood sugar stays even for five hours? You know what I mean? Right. As mm-hmm. opposed to eating junk food and your blood sugar's going up and down and up and down. Okay? That's, you want to take on the feeling of what that great career is, that right livelihood is. And what you're doing is then you're literally accelerating the energy to bring that to you. From a you know psychic perspective, are you going to you know move forward in your career? Absolutely, you're there. You're on your way. Get organized with how you're running the energy because that's the only thing that's holding you back. Oh boy. Okay. All right. All right. So I hope I that helps. I'm going to have to jump, but I I'm, I appreciate you calling in and definitely call back and let us know how you do. Okay. Thank you so much. Uh, you're have so a wonderful welcome. Day and happy holidays. You too. Happy holidays to you as well. Thank you. Bye. Okay, so 
that brings us to the end of yet another AHA Moments radio show. I hope you enjoyed the show today. We are going to be actually um, putting links to the shows on Twitter and Facebook now, so you'll be able to access it through there. And if you share it, that would be awesome because I'd really love for it to get out there in much bigger ways, and we'll be working on that as well. And again, if you'd like to do a full reading with me at you know that ridiculous, crazy price, um, today's the last day, so just go to the ahaway.com and uh, you can just click on the button on the readings page and you'll get right to uh, the sale price. All right, so we will see you here next week, same time, same place, and I end with my motto, which is you truly can have exactly what you want. You absolutely deserve it too, and in this new energy, if you focus, anything is possible. Take care, everybody. Have a great week. You've been listening to the AHA Moments Radio Show with your host, Mari. Be sure to visit her blog and website at www.ahamomentsinc.com. That's A-H-A, moments with an S, inc.com. Also join Mari on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash ahamomentsinc and Twitter at twitter.com slash ahamoments. We can't wait to see you there.
Thank you.